In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. Thank you for listening to Ideal Remake. We take movies that either have been, will be, or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be. Today, we're going to be learning that it's not that easy being the Barbara Streisand of evil. So, Lauren, is Bedazzled a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade? Um, probably will be? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Parts of it were problematic, so I'm sure someone could could pen a better version that's more fit for 2020 plus. But, uh, Bedazzled, the kind of the fourth try. No, fifth try. Sort of. What? So the original, so this bedazzle that we're going to be talking about today, we're going to be talking about the 2000. 2000. 2000. I could have just yep. stopped. Uh, the 2000 version, the Brendan Fraser, Elizabeth Hurley version of Bedazzled uh, is a remake of a 1967 movie that came out. But that Bedazzled is basically just Faust. Oh. So there's the original like Faust book, then there's the original Faust movie. So if they did it another time, it's basically a, a fifth and dairy Faust. Who knows? Okay. Wow. But it, it would be a third movie by the name of Bedazzled. Nice. So when did you first see Bedazzled? Um, I remember seeing it when I was a kid. Like there were specific parts of it that stuck in my memory, but I was very young. In 2000, I was 11. I think I saw it around then. Yeah, it's definitely been a very long time since I saw it, though. <laughs> uh, but when I sent you the list, this was the one that you were like, ooh, that one. Have you been uh, wanting you, to rewatch it? Uh, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> but, <laughs> so um, sorry. Right, but I think um, there were a lot, of, uh, a lot of titles on the list you sent me where I'm like, I don't think this should be remade, or I don't think Fair. I could cast better than, it ha- like, than the movies already had cast. So, Fair. Uh, so a, a lot of them, I was like, mm. and I also wanted to to pick one that I had already seen, so I wasn't watching a a completely new movie. Good, uh, I agree. And, I mean, I hadn't I hadn't seen Bedazzled in it's. I mean, it's probably been twenty years about when it came out. So is whatever. Anyway, that's why I picked <laughs> this one because it's like I've seen it. It's been a while, and uh, I think I could recast it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so before we get too far, I should probably say, Lauren Bancroft, introduce yourself to the audience. Yes. Hello. I'm Lauren Bancroft. I'm a producer and podcaster and a comedian and writer and a million other things. Yeah. Uh, and you just yeah. started your own podcast, The Bancroft Pod. Is that the first podcast you've done yourself or have you had others? Uh, no, this is the first one that I've done with uh, my fiance, John. Um, yeah, so it's called Pinkcroft Pod, and we talk about uh, – I'm a filmmaker. He's a huge baseball fan, uh, and we were going back and watching all of the classic baseball movies that I somehow have not seen. Um, but I'm also co-host and co-founder of Historical Hookups. It's a podcast where me and three of my uh, comedian friends dig into the love lives of historical figures. Um, so that's a, a funny and sexy podcast. Uh, we have like 10 episodes up, so check it out. Fun. Yeah. Uh, I I have listened to all the episodes of Pinkcroft Pod so far, and it is delightful and adorable. Oh, thank you, thank You're you. It's, it's a lot of fun, um, and it's like crazy for me to be watching, you know, like watching these classics like a league of their own. Like, how have I, how have <laughs> I gone my whole life without seeing it? I don't know, but, but yeah, it's a I, lot of fun. That was a movie that I've watched for the first time within the last couple of years. Uh, I have some friends who used to organize movie nights of movies Sam hasn't seen because the <laughs> movies I've seen was wow. very small. Yeah. Well, we had we started with things like E.T. and have worked our way from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and League of Their Own, uh, Major League were all movies on that list. And, like we literally nice. did, a, a, I think, a week of baseball movies and it was awesome. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So Ooh. it's fun, like, because I, when I was listening to the episodes, like, I haven't seen Major League. And then as you're talking about it, I'm like, oh, no, I have. <laughs> so you were listening to it having not seen, or did you forget that you had seen Major I League? I forgot that I'd seen it. Oh, okay. Got it. You're like, oh, it's all coming back to me now. Nice. Yeah, well, I remember the League of Their Own really, really well, and I guess I hadn't remembered Major League as well. 
Sure, sure. Um, but Bedazzled, I, also, I saw for the first time in high school. It was kind of in the pile of things that my new high school friends introduced me to. And I remember really, really liking it. So when I went to college, for some reason, it came up because, oh, I was taking a, I was taking a theater class. And we were talking about like the romantic era of theater. And we were talking about Faust. It was like, oh, like Bedazzled. And the teacher was like, yes, the 1967 version. <laughs> uh, and we, I, I didn't know that existed. So yep. he made our, our class watch it. And he basically was like, this is the only version that matters. This is the good one. <laughs> Ignore Brendan the Fraser one, one is terrible. Yeah. Ignore the one with Elizabeth Early in a bikini as much as possible. Well, the thing is, is that in the original version, the seven wishes all end up being related to the seven deadly sins. Oh, okay. And the Elizabeth Hurley take on the devil is basically just lust, but for the whole movie. Yeah. So the cover of the 1967 version has a bikini clad blonde, I think, dancing. Mm hmm. It was nice. only in the movie for like maybe 30 seconds. Mm hmm. Well. But it's 1967, the scandal. Ooh, yes. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, yep, that's, uh, that's the movie we're talking about today. Yeah. I definitely own it. The important thing is, uh, so it had, so with that in mind, so rewatching it again, you didn't enjoy it as much as you thought you would or might? I, I think that there were, there were huge chunks of the plot uh, that I completely forgot about. And I think... Maybe watching it when I was really young wouldn't have set off any bells, but rewatching it now as an adult in 2020, where it's like, um, maybe this group of mostly white men should not be playing Colombian uh, drug lords. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, the part I forgot. Ew, like, that's pretty problematic. Maybe and that's that like the happen. first one. Yeah, it's the first wish, and uh, it goes very wrong. Um but it's like that's like red flag, you know, like maybe not. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, there were just I completely forgot the whole part of the plot where Brendan Fraser gets to play all of these very different characters based on the mm -hmm. wishes. I just in my head, I remembered it being Brendan Fraser, sad and pathetic, uh, Elizabeth Hurley, a babe and the devil. Uh, he makes wishes they don't go well. Like that's like all I. It's like the beginning and then the end, and that's everything in the middle was just totally uh, forgotten by me. <laughs> I, that's awesome. Yeah, and I agree. I I, I watched, we watched this movie five six years ago or something, but I also didn't really remember some of the problematic things. Like, mm -hmm. and I can't. I legitimately have been sitting and thinking about it, like. I can't decide if the movie is homophobic or not. It probably is. I feel like it is. I mean, the the wish that he, uh, where he wished he was like articulate and he ended up being gay. Like that, I, I feel like his partner was like very much a caricature. Right. Of someone who's homosexual. So it's like, meh. Like, honestly, uh. it would, like if the partner hadn't been, so caricature -y, I feel like it wouldn't have been. I agree. But he was, and it was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. It, didn't, like, it didn't feel great. Yeah, no. But then, like, I when Brendan Fraser... Standards. Correct. Yeah. But, like, when Brendan Fraser kisses Allison and goes, yep, I'm gay. Uh, pleasure. Nice. Uh, have a good evening. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Bye. That I love fun. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this movie has some good highs, but some... Not as low lows as some other movies we've talked about recently. Like the last, the episode's coming out tomorrow is uh, Ace Ventura. That one is way worse. Oh, really? I haven't watched any of those movies since I was a kid. Like very, like I don't even really remember. Anyway. Don't. I won't. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because I love this idea, but it almost doesn't work as well because at some point, Brendan Fraser just becomes too Brendan Frasery, and it's just like, oh yeah, no, you're just attracted Brendan Fraser. Cool. Yeah, yeah, they definitely went the. I know this movie came out before Miss Congeniality, but they went the route of picking a handsome guy and then trying to make him awkward and and unattractive. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's just like, but Brendan Fraser is like a good looking dude. So yeah. is he? Is he really struggling this much to have friends and or a lady friend? 
Maybe. I mean, they, they just make him incredibly socially awkward. And then just yeah. by the end of the movie, he's better now. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, just totally well-adjusted and normal. I don't know. He threatens that his one person that he was trying to be friends with because it's like, oh, yeah, you're super tall and muscular. I guess you can be, (laughs) I guess you're a large gentleman. Yeah, good for him. I mean, I do like his growth by the end of it. uh, Yeah. Where he's, he's in a good enough place to ask Allison out. And it's a very, it's a very good conversation. It's very healthy. It's not Mm -hmm. weird at all. And then he gets, I guess, rewarded for that yeah. with a nerdier version of Allison as a neighbor. Um, yeah. Nerd, my, more awkward. I like the way that interaction goes. The two changes I would make is if she would just say no, like she doesn't necessarily need to give a, I'm seeing someone. It's just, I'm not really interested. Oh, okay, cool. The end. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's definitely one of those movies where it's like, you were a good person. We are rewarding you with sex. Yep. Eh, And hopefully commitment and love, but who knows? Um, But I think, I don't know if I'm thinking about why, why she did have a relationship. It's like, well, he said, of course you do. Of course. Cause you're gorgeous. Um, But then he, he got to take his sweetness a step further and saying, well, if that ever doesn't work out, let me know. You know, it wasn't like he wasn't pushy about it. And then she's like, Oh, that's so sweet. Like she said, you're so sweet multiple times in that interaction. Mm -hmm. I think just to like, drive home that he is a nice guy and she recognizes fair. that. All right. But, fair. Uh, you're, anyway. <laughs> in that case, uh, let's talk about what you would do instead. So if we're remaking this movie, do you want to still treat it the same way? Like a structure of you make a deal with the devil, you get seven wishes. Yeah. I think the structure would stay the same. Uh, the wishes would be less problematic. Um, but I think the structure would be the same, but I, I will say my casting is, um, based on conversations I had with John, um, we went with a, uh, gender bent version. Ooh. Okay. So then not- that's, then you know what, because you're doing that and because we're going to be starting to talk about plot, let's recast Elliot and then we'll get into the actual plot because I think that that will probably influence this. Got it. So for the Elliot character, I have two potentials. So you're going to have to help me work through this. Um, I'm thinking either Kristen Bell or Kristen Wiig. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Kristen Wiig because she like has, you know, a ton of versatility and she'd be able to definitely able to play each of those different characters, whichever the characters happen to be based on the wishes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Kristen Bell, I think she's just she's just great. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with that. She for sure is. Yeah. Um, let me tell you about who I had, and maybe that will influence who you think. Yeah. Um, originally, I, I have a name on here, and then I crossed it out. I considered going with uh, Josh, Josh Hutcherson, just because he kind of is the stereotypical, I'm a guy who's definitely in love with a woman who's not in love with me. <laughs> um, but I crossed him out because at the end of the day, I kind of wanted to solve the Brendan Fraser problem of this dude just kind of being just naturally too attractive. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of have them come from a place of being a little bit more charactery. So he kind of can be like, like let's push this guy a little bit further down so we can bring him a little bit further up. Mm-hmm. And also I wanted to lean into the characterness of it all. And that's why I went with Tim Robinson. Oh, you know what? He crossed my mind for some casting. I did, I didn't end up putting him down for anything, but he popped into my mind too. Because like, yeah, he he's definitely a character actor. He can play crazy weird characters, but he can also play like he plays an excellent straight man as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for people who aren't familiar with uh, Tim Robinson, he has a ser- a sketch show on Netflix called "I Think You Should Leave" with Tim Robinson, and he's also been on SNL and done a bunch of other stuff. Yep, yep. and he's very very funny, but. Uh, for your two, I would probably now both your choices are are wonderful women, but I would probably lean more towards uh, Kristen Wiig because I feel like she's not naturally gorgeous in the same way that Kristen Bell was. Yeah, no, I I completely hear you. I think my first thought was Kristen Wiig, and then I'm like, well, maybe I should go with someone who was more in line with the Brendan Fraser problem, who is someone who's like a little more attractive. I mean, Kristen Bell is like you know she's a smoke yeah. show, so good for her. I mean, um, Kristen Bell, who in Veronica Mars, there's literally a plot point of, you're too attractive to be that guy's daughter. <laughs> nice. 
nice. <laughs> Literally um, a multi-episode arc. <laughs> yeah, so I think Kristen Wiig, like when I was thinking like my first thought of female actors who uh, have the versatility to play literally any character, and it's like Kristen Wiig. It's yeah, Kristen I mean, I feel like that's definitely true. I, yeah. So then with that in mind, did you also gender swap the devil? Yep. All right, then let's talk about that as well. And then um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out who we want to mix and match. Yeah. I'm probably going to say his name wrong. Kumal Nanjiani? Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, Nanjiani. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's who I had. I wanted Kumail- to gender swap it, and I didn't want it just to be a white guy. Fair. Um, and I- he got ripped for that Marvel movie, so... He could be the devil. <laughs> I feel like every episode for the past year I've done, Kumail Nanjiani comes up at least once. Good for him. Yeah, everyone loves Kumail Nanjiani, and they're right to. Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani is a good choice. I agree that I didn't want to make it just a white guy or white lady in my case. Um, I went with someone who is the smoke show, but also is a good actress in basically everything she's ever done, regardless of how good the project itself is. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Sophia Batella. Okay. Sophia Batella is, uh, if you saw the original Kingsman, she's the one with knives for legs. Oh, she's, she's the mummy in the mummy. Yep. And the newest, which, was that the newest mummy? Yeah. Which was also my kind of tip of my hat to Brendan Fraser. Mm hmm. Because I thought that would be funny. Wow, yeah. She's uh, she's great. I really liked her in Kingsman. I think that might be all I've seen her in. Um, she's also in the Star, uh, Star Trek. The Star yep. Trek. Yes. Right. And I remember I was... Anatomic Blonde. Oh. Oh, I have, so I have seen her in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, she's pretty great. She is great. And what I would say is of our choices, I would potentially do Kristen Wiig and Sofia Batella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess there's no reason they both can't be uh, women. And I also like the idea of, if this is something so- Sofia Batella was comfortable with, like, like if she still has, like, the heightened sexuality, and it just makes Kristen Wiig extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, sure. Okay, I like it. Instead of being, like, this weird fantasy thing where it's like, I'm just your fantasy... It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is how I want to look. Deal with it. Right. Okay. But only if she's comfortable with it. Because we're casting her because she's incredibly talented and versatile. Right. Cool. I like that casting. So now let's get into like the actual plot. Like, let's talk about what we think Kristen. So do we kind of want to have a, sa- a similar starting point of Kristen Wiig is in love with a guy or a girl and can't bring herself to ask this person out? Or um, do you want it to be something else? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's kind of how I saw it. Like keeping the the basic tenets of the plot pretty intact. Um, and it, and since throughout every wish, it kind of revolves around a romantic interest. I think that we should probably keep it keep it the same. I I tend to agree with you. Like, part of me had been leaning towards going kind of back to like the Faustian idea of money and power, but it's like, why even have that if you're not interested in love? Sure. So yeah, I agree with you. Do we kind of want to have a similar situation? Like, like uh, the initial setup being the same, works in an office, doesn't really have any friends, and just is idolizing this. This. Do you want it to be a dude or a lady? Um, uh, I have dude. Okay, dude is fine. We'll use dude, and then we'll <laughs> when we get to casting. I'm sure we'll go with dude. Yeah. Uh, good. Um, then let's talk about the wishes. What What should we do for the wishes? Oh man. Um, nothing that involves, um, race bending at all. <laughs> Fully agree because he, <laughs> he wishes to be rich and powerful and then gets put in brown face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, let, let's start with the throwaway wish. Uh, the first thing, uh, Brendan Fraser wishes for is, uh, is a Big Mac, no fries or a Big Mac and a Diet Coke or something. Yeah. What is our product placement first wish? Hmm. Where is this set? It's San Francisco in the in the movie we just watched. Right. Which we could certainly do because they have this whole joke about, oh, what's a, what's a place with a bunch of sin where I can tempt a bunch of people? And then mm-hmm. I think it was Las Vegas too easy, Vatican City too hard, which yeah. 
I mean, both of those feel like it'd be a little bit too easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the opening title sequence for this movie was doing a lot of heavy lifting. It was great. Yeah, it really was painting good. the picture. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And then when they like kind of referenced it at the end where it's like the hogs the covers, snores or something. I loved it. I yeah, thought that good. that was a really fun bookend. Yeah, very good. Um, so, all right, so throwaway wish. Um, uh, pick, pick a city. Do you still want it to be San Francisco? Yeah, I'm good with San Francisco. Cool, works for me. Um, so, uh, I don't know, she wishes for the newest iPhone? I don't know. <laughs> That'd be a <laughs> lot more expensive than a Big Mac and Coke, but... It would. Especially then because uh, the joke is the devil brings the bus and they go and buy it themselves. So are we going to make Kristen Wiig buy the new iPhone? Uh, yeah. All right, cool. I like sure. it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cool. All right, wish number one, new yeah. iPhone. And she'd have, there'd be a line about about how like she was gonna buy it anyway like she was probably eventually gonna buy it anyway i would love it if she has to try out two different credit cards and eventually on the third credit card she's able to buy it oh even sadder yeah i love it yep (laughs) yep uh okay great let's do that and then we can even have that iphone be how she contacts the devil like the first thing the devil does is put her contact information in the phone yep so instead of a pager we have the new iphone yeah perfect dual purpose hooray it comes back (laughs) uh good then let's talk about the first wish the first wish brendan fraser makes is to be rich and powerful and that uh allison and is rich, powerful, married to Allison. Yes. So I, yeah. So I guess like, what would the first kind of wish that a Kristen Wiig Elliot would do? I think a uh, a rich and powerful, married to Elliot or married to Allison. I think that I like as the structure of the wish that works because it's a good basic default wish. Mm-hmm. So what is Kristen Wiig's version of rich and powerful? My first go-to is like Devil Wears Prada. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because you, you think of Miranda Priestly, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh-huh, great. And then, um, yeah. But then like deeply unhappy or do we want to go full 90s and her company gets like corporate takeover? Um. I mean, I guess if we're sticking to, like, beat by beat, the Colombian drug lord version of Brendan Fraser was also overtaken, so... Yeah, and then Brendan Fraser was about, like, literally gets dropped out of a... a not dropped, he falls off of a helicopter. So, like, he's calling the devil as he's careening to his death. Mm-hmm. So what's a different... Like, how how can we manipulate that because if she is the Miranda Priestly Devil Wears Prada person, what do we do? Um, like, are we going to kill her? Like, it, Or is she going to be corporate takeover pushed out of the the 30th floor of a high-rise building? <laughs> I mean, it could be that. Or she... I like the corporate takeover. I like that she like loses the power part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she could just, I mean, she could walk outside and get hit by a bus. I mean, if she gets killed though, she can't call the devil. Um, I, so, I like, like, cause in every single one of them, Brendan oh, Fraser right. might be about to be killed or something, but he has to physically dial 666 to, to page mm-hmm. the devil and undo the wish. That's true. Mm. But the other thing we can do is we could have every single scenario end in Kristen Wiig being killed. Right, that could be a creative change. That would be funny too. I'm actually okay with that. I like it. Yeah. Cool. I like that. That's let's do that. Great. I'm down. So let's save the getting hit by a bus one though, because I'm assuming we're gonna need that later. Let's have sure. her get pushed out of the top floor of her building like corporate take uh corporate espionage, whatever. Cool. Then that brings us to the next wish. What was uh, Brendan Fraser's next wish? It was to be... Was that the most <laughs> sensitive man, or was that... Was it the most sensitive man? Okay, so his his five wishes, really, are rich and powerful, athlete, sensitive, 
rich uh, president. Right. But I think he's sensitive. He's sensitive next because then from sensitive, he goes to tough guy athlete. Okay. Small dick. (laughs) Right. When do they break into her apartment? Is it like immediately after the first wish? I I think think it is. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I think that's what inspires sensitive because they're reading her journal. Yeah. Which everyone has. Oh my God. That was this. I mean, a lot of this was unrealistic, but like, come on. Also, (laughs) her coming out of the bathroom because she just got out of the shower and like Mm -hmm. painting her toenails immediately. It's like, you're insane. No one, no, no one does that. No one's like, oh, I'm out of the shower dripping wet. Let me just paint my toenails right now. I mean, it's also a movie, but I'm like, who gets out of the shower alone in their own apartment and was like, I should definitely be holding on to this towel. It's like, <laughs> I know that they're doing that for the movie. I'm like, you're doing this for the... No, just don't be weird. Right. Ugh. Anyway. That, that, was, that was a weird scene. I, I feel like we need to do something where Kristen Wiig gets an insight into whoever this person is she's in love with, but I don't think it should be that. Yeah. Um... Should it? I mean, I feel like the modern day version of going through someone's apartment is like going through their phone. I'm very, I'm very phone based today. Like looking at like the apps he has or like his search history or. Yeah. So like, I, I think that would be really funny because like, if we have an app for, for this, like literally the devil puts an app on Kristen Wiig's phone. That is the app of this guy. So that Kristen Wiig, she hits that app, it opens up, and it's just his phone. She's like, I can't have this. This is sensitive information. Yeah. He's never going to know. It's a really good uh, Trojan or whatever. Yeah. So it's just like a window into his phone. Yeah. And like, I mean, if you look through someone's phone, you can learn so much about them. You can. Especially if they're using the phone at the time and she sees him on Twitter. Twinder, Tinder, or Bumble, or uh, any of uh-huh. those, and she literally can see the sorts of women he's uh, yes. swiping left or right. And then that would lead to the next wish. Yeah, because I don't think she would wish to be the most sensitive person in the world. No. Um, but I think that maybe, like, her second wish, if she was, like, flipping through and, like, seeing what, you know, the t- type of women that he was interested in, um, maybe her second wish could be something like, uh, I wish I wish I was noticeable because noticeable that could be, I think, easily manipulated by the devil to be like, mm-hmm. she's like America's most wanted or like something. Yeah. She's like a criminal on the run and like the authorities are after her. Like that could be like an easy an easy thing to um, to manipulate. Yeah, that but it would be, be in, it would be like innocent enough for her to like she's like, I just want him to notice me. I just want to be noticeable. And then like, OK, got it. Literally, he's a cop. <laughs> yeah. Or like uh, an undercover detective, and he arrests her and puts her away. Yep. Like, well, he noticed you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, oh, God, that works really well, because, like, I, like I, want him to, I want him to notice me. I want him to not be able to, I want him to have to chase after me and, and to not be able to take his eyes off me. Well, there we go. Yeah. No, yep. that works out really well. Uh, right. And then how are we going to kill her this time? Um, especially for sending her to jail. Right. Suicide's too dark. All right. Um, suicide is too dark. And I feel like we don't necessarily want, (laughs) do you want, do you want to be, do you want me to give you a dumb answer? Uh, sure. Say she's allergic to whatever they're serving in the cafeteria. Okay. (laughs) Uh, nice. Like, cause like we can rely on the stereotype of like, up, you're in jail. Someone's going to get in a fight and get stabbed or, or it could be like, She's just eating. It was like, wait, does this have bananas in it? Yeah, why? Thump. Dead. Nice. Yeah, I like that. That's funny. Okay, cool. <laughs> and that makes sense because she doesn't have her phone on her in jail. Right. Like, they definitely so, would have taken it away, and there's yeah. got to be something to get back. But I think, yeah, but eventually she finds out her, her way to get back is to just die. Mm-hmm. Maybe by the end she is killing herself, but she only because she knows that's how she has to get out of the wish. Yeah, I feel so like that's not like a be... sad thing. It's it's not like well, her being in a prison cell alone, killing herself. It's <laughs> no, it's, it'll be a, it'll be in a funny way. It's fine. We'll figure it out later on. We'll in figure it out when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> so if noticeable doesn't work, I'm thinking for number four, we make her like Instagram famous, like all about just like 
at, like popular, popular yeah. in the same way that professional athlete was popular. Yeah. So an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then like, what, what would make, what would draw her back into having to do the phone stuff? Like noticing that her popularity is waning or like she's an influencer for doing shitty things. Like she runs an internet prank show. Yeah, nice. Or like she's an influencer and the only products she hawks are like really questionable things. Like placebo pills or like... She's like goop meets wish. Ha! Huh. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, she's like a, a vapid... She's like not really using her like influence for anything. I, I feel like when I think of like an influencer, like they're popular, but empty and alone. <laughs> so maybe she's just experiencing that where she has a ton of online fans, but still no one in the real world. You know what we could do? Mm. We could have her be incredibly popular, like lots of fans, lots of fame. And she attracts this guy and they make it back to her apartment. And it is the saddest apartment in the world. It's like a, a completely stark blank studio with no pictures, no light, no joy. And it's just awful. And he just like walks inside and goes, oh my God. Uh-huh. Doesn't clean, doesn't do anything because it's one of those, they always do like political cartoons and stuff about like the, or the thing with the apple where it's like, this is the clean side. This is the side that's been eaten away. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So her home is just, is nothing like what this guy would think it is. Yeah, it's a mess and terrible and bad. Yeah, and sad. And sad. Yeah. All right. Okay. That works. How do we kill her? We've ju- we've already done food. Mm-hmm. So what else can we do? Oh, um, I have an idea if, if you don't have one. I do not have one yet. Go. She can literally be, go outside and be like, and into the phone like, guys, I just had the worst date ever. You're not going to believe what happened at bus. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Bring out the bus. Sure. Yeah. This, feel, this feels like the time. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, the one thing we haven't really been doing and we haven't really talked about is I did recast like the three to four other friends because one of the things I really liked about this movie was how those friends, aside from the uh, uh, race spending, uh, how those friends got kind of integrated into all the different wishes because I Same. thought that, that was super fun. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really talked about that yet. So for the Devil Wears Prada, I'm assuming one of them is going to be the person who pushes her out the window, but are how, what are the other three friends going to be? I mean, one's an assistant. Good. Right? Love it. One, one's, a, one's a designer. One could be a driver. Good. Perfect. I mean, just, you know, who who would be surrounding Miranda Priestley? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, then I feel like the, the chase after one is they're just other prisoners. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, or or accompl- or accomplices who like turn her in. Oh, or that absolutely. Yeah, because like, they literally, still stuck. <laughs> yeah, or they're the ones that point her out to the cop. Like she went that way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, for the influencers, they could be her fan club, just like feeding the beast. Yep. Cool. Or or like people, or like sponsors who want her to like promote their stuff. Hmm. People who are just as bad, but for different reasons. Yeah. Good. All right. Good. Then that uh, brings us to the uh, suave and intelligent uh, wish. Yes. How do we do this? Because this was a wish that I liked just about everything about it, including the way it turned out, except for the partner. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if the partner was just like, oh, man, how much did you drink? Because at the end right. of the day, this is 2000. People being bi hadn't been invented yet. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> they Hollywood didn't know. It's mm-hmm. impossible. Yeah. Because like, now it would be like, what are you doing? That's another human being. You're cheating on me. Not, right. uh, we go, he's interested in women only when he's drunk. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because right. I feel like now that scene is like, what the fuck do you think you're doing bringing another person into our home? Right. Hmm. So, yeah. So what's Kristen, 
What's Kristen Wiig's version of? Well, she's, and intelligent. she's been powerful. She's been notorious and she's been famous. I feel like smart and well-regarded is a good one. Mm-hmm. When I think of that, I think of like a musician, like, like a, maybe not famous, but, or like a composer. One of the downsides to the Brendan Fraser one during this wish was that he wouldn't shut up. He just kept talking. Oh yeah. I don't know if that's something we need to integrate into this, but this one's difficult. Um, I don't know. So what's important, let's take another step back. What's the lesson learned from each wish? From the Devil Wears Prada, I feel like it's uh, be respectful to the people around you because you never know, A, because it's the right thing to do, and B, because you never know. Like, if she Mm -hmm. gets turned on by her assistant, that sort of thing. Like, Brendan Fraser's friends are are like turned on him and went with the other dude. Right. In... Like, there's such a thing as being too sensitive and maybe it's okay to be a little, it's okay to be a little bit of a dick. That's not the wrong, that's not the right lesson. Mm-hmm. Well, with the Brendan Fraser sensitivity wish, that was like, you know, you, you can be too sensitive. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be the most sensitive man in the world to be a sensitive man. It's true. Yeah, because otherwise it's exhausting. <laughs> Probably. It is. I I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I think her turn to get a beer with a dick was maybe too quick, but uh but yeah, no, her her experience is a true one. <laughs> uh so so then what's the lesson that Kristen Wiig needs to learn from is it like cause I don't think it should be don't do crimes. Right. So it's the noticeable one, right? Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, maybe her, she's like, there's, um, let's see, um, all publicity is good publicity. It's like, what's the opposite of that? I like, feel like being, also- just being noticed isn't the same as being cared for or being desired. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's exactly yeah. correct. Boom. Being, being seen does not equate to, yeah, whatever it was you said, it's better than anything I could reiterate. Right. Good thing this is being recorded because I've already forgotten what I said. <laughs> it, was, it was good, though. We can both agree that it was good. Great. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, then the in, and the influencer one is that, I mean, but it's, it's similar to the influencer one because they're both, it's both different kinds of bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the influencer one is that, no matter what's going on on the outside, you also have to take care of like yourself at the end of the day. You have to have a little bit of self care and that's just as important as any external care that you might have. Right. Self care for real, not self care for the feed. Yeah. Yeah. So then what's another lesson that we think this kind of character would need to learn? What's the lesson that Brendan Fraser learns in uh, the, the suave one? I mean, it might just be listening. Yeah. Cause he doesn't do that very much. He's just right. constantly talking. Um, yeah, maybe just being a good, the importance of being a good partner. Because not only does he not listen to other people, he also brings home another person <laughs> when yeah. he's married. Yeah, I guess it's that wish is like getting closer to being a better person or better partner. Yeah. So. So then for Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. What can we do to to bring her a little bit closer to being a better partner? I mean, we could do, the, I mean, the terrible version of this is that meets this guy, they hit it off, she brings him back, turns out she's married, and then the jealous lover shoots them both. But that's awful, and I don't think we should do that. Yeah, I feel like if it's about listening and about being a good partner, and also we can keep the um, the intellectual through line mm-hmm. what if she makes a wish that lands her as like a couples therapist or like a marriage counselor oh that's really clever yeah i don't know i'm still working it out so i'm not sure what that would look like but if she makes a wish because she wants to be maybe well educated and she gets to help people yeah could she but, but she has could, the therapist problem of she overanalyzes every single person she interacts with 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe she like also, if we want to rip off the talks too much, she could talk too much in her sessions. <laughs> like she could not really let the uh, like the couple actually talk very much. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we could do is we could go the other direction and the way Kristen Wiig ends up with uh, the guy is that she negs him. Oof. Gross. Super gross. But like, yeah. it, but, but she doesn't do it intentionally, but like it's because she's in therapist mode, constantly talking, constantly like doing these mm-hmm. things. Like she breaks him down in such a way that it doesn't like, he's just like, okay, I'll go with you. Mm. Like we can make, cause in the original version, like we don't comment on it, but Brendan Fraser's a philanderer. He's the villain of that one. Let's make her the villain of this one. Hmm. Okay. I can see that. But then, but then we have to have something where she realizes that that's what she did. Hmm. I mean, he could, he could just tell her. He could like kind of like have a moment of like realizing and like tell her off. Hmm. Yeah. Or the friends this time could be like the three, four friends could this time instead of being her friends, they could be his friends, mm-hmm. and then they're like. Like they finally come to this guy's defense. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And literally everyone could then be turned against her. Yeah. You always do this. You're not, you know, not a nice person. Yeah. And like, literally they can kick her out of whatever party she's in. And then what I'd really love to have after that scene is still in that character. She just has this like introspective walk kind of coming to terms with the things she did and like the power she had and, and abused. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. So how do, do we kill her this time or does she call the devil? Mm. I mean, she can call. It doesn't have to be killing every time. That's true. But I like that. I like the idea that killing is just as effective. Yeah. What could be funny is if she calls the devil and says, I like, and the devil's like, are you sure you want uh, to be out of this one? I'm definitely sure I've had enough. It, I, I, I don't know what I'm even doing. Great. Lightning bolt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that could work. Cool. <laughs> uh, fun. So then the last one's kind of our joke one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do the most selfless thing I can. I'm going to wish to be president of the United States. So selfless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Let's see. We could literally do the exact same thing. We, we Kristen, we could make a wish and become Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we could probably find a better one. I mean, I wish to be, I mean, like, the richest man in the world or the richest person in the world. But we've done wealth and power with the Devil Wears Prada. This is theoretically, like, I want to make the world a better place. So mm-hmm. I, what, what am I doing with these wishes? I should, be, I should be making the world a better place. I'll make the world a better place if I'm present. Right. Sure. Okay. Instead of wishing the world is a better place, it's it's kind of a backhand revamp of the first wish sort of okay so uh, yeah i guess what so richest person in the world would work actually you're right well because then you can become a philanthropist you could give your money away right but you give your money away while also living really really well like oh what a sacrifice you're jeff bezos i mean we can go super cartoony with this Mm-hmm. The super cartoony wish would be: I wish I had all the money in the world, and if you have all the money in the world, all that money is useless, right? Because you're the only person with it, therefore it has no value. That's funny. I like that. But it, she, she, but she phrases the wish like: I wish I had all the money in the world so that I can help people. Right. Yeah. And so, d- did you ever hear of? Uh, yeah. Okay, that is his name. Cool. Uh, have you ever heard of Emperor Norton? No. Emperor Norton was, I know about him because of uh, the Neil Gaiman Sandman books. He was, he lived in San Francisco during the, like the 1800s. And literally he was kind of a, a guy, he, he was a homeless guy living in San Francisco who deemed himself the emperor of North America or emperor of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And he he, he was kind of just like someone who'd been to war and sort of lost his mind, but was like, I am the emperor and would like make his own money 
to pay for different things and people <laughs> to accept the money and to kind of like take care of this person would accept that money as being like, yes, thank you for the money. Here's some food. Mm-hmm. And that way Emperor Norton was able to kind of like make, oh, I'm not, I, I'm not taking free handouts. I am the emperor and I am paying for these things. Mm-hmm. And that is a real person that existed. Uh, nice. And especially if we're putting this in San Francisco, we could just turn Kristen Wiig into Emperor Nor- Empress Norton. Hmm. And she literally has all the money in the world because she's making it. And her money is the only money that matters because it's her Empress money, but she's just kind of a lone crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, that could work. I just don't know if that would need too much explaining. It, it, it definitely does. See, because of all that <laughs> explaining I just did, yeah, we can't we can't do it. It's a mm-hmm. good inside fit, but it doesn't work, right? But I, I think mean, the it, I think the pitch of I wish I had all the money in the world so that I can do good. I think that works. I think that works really well because like her motivation is is a good it's a good one. But then, yeah, if no one else is using money, then she can't actually do anything with it because it doesn't matter. I agree. Yeah, so then like how that. do we how do we end that wish? There's two ways we can go with that. We can uh, have her be assassinated like Lincoln, um, in which case I would recommend she gets turned into like Marie Antoinette. Uh-huh. And it's on her way to the guillotine. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, or, yeah, or like uh, eat the rich type protesters. Yeah, just something where it's Get like- Get in hey, and- She's yeah. got all the money in the world. Get her. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here we go. Dead. Out mm-hmm. of that wish. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Uh, great. I like that too. And then the last wish is the selfless wish. I, I wish so-and-so is happy. But mm-hmm. before we get there, Brendan Fraser has the complete breakdown and ends up getting arrested and thrown in jail. How is Kristen Wiig's breakdown going to manifest? Because hmm. we've already done jail. Uh, we used yep. it for one of the wishes. I don't know if we can use jail again and have uh, God be the cellmate. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to do the same exact thing anyway. So right. let's see. I mean, a breakdown could result in her being fired. And then she's just kind of out on the street and has a conversation with a homeless person. But I feel mm-hmm. like that's been done before yeah god is a homeless person yeah it's pretty let's see i mean where could she i don't know why like i see her in like a mall food court (laughs) i do not know why it would be really funny if god was a a a sample person (laughs) and where it's literally just like she ends up getting handed uh like a pig in a blanket it's like here eat this it'll make you feel better Mm -hmm. and Let's say, okay, Uh, let's say she has this breakdown, is kind of losing her mind and does get fired and she can't find another job and to the point where she's literally applying for work at the mall at various places and she's either overqualified or underqualified to the point where she's just sitting depressed in the the food court and the the sample person comes up to her. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I feel like she needs, because it's like her life needs, we need to fully job her where everything needs to get taken away, where she could use this last wish to make her life better, but she refuses to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think losing her job for sure, but maybe instead she goes to the mall to like kind of hide. What if she's like, the devil knows where I live, I can't go home. So she like goes to the mall. Just to, like, kind of kill time, she talks to God, and then after, like, the devil is at the mall, is like, you think I don't, like, I'm the devil. Like, you can't hide. I know you're at the mall. Let, uh, let's, let's do that a little bit. Let's have her go hide, and let's have the devil say that, the, uh, that she can sniff out Elliot's sins from a mile away, and Elliot goes to the only place she can think of where there might be more sinners than her, the mall. The mall, Okay. So she tries to hide in plain sight with all the other sinners at the mall. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, great. And, yeah, I definitely do like her being, I like her losing her job, but I feel like if we make her going to the mall um, so that she could find a new job, that might be 
too, just like complicated. No, it might just be like just too complicated um, <laughs> to be like if she goes to the mall because she's trying to hide her sins with other sinners. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. Okay. And it's not too complicated. So great. Then, yeah. then let's do that. Great. Uh, and then, yeah. So then that might kind of be, well, no. So then the last thing we need to talk about plot wise is how does it end? Like, do we want to reward Kristen Wiig with some other person? Does she end up asking this guy out? I think I think we both like Brendan Fraser asking Allison out. I like that we just call him Brendan Fraser. We like Elliot asking Allison <laughs> out. Yeah, I yeah I agree because it shows some growth. It shows yeah. that like some comfort with yourself. What you've learned, you've learned little bits from the, all of the events of the last few days. We ha- we have another option we can do as well. Because we've kind of flipped uh, the genders, we can play with another dynamic of Kristen Wiig can ask this guy out, or this guy can ask Kristen Wiig out, and she can say no. Oh, I like that. I like that. But would she say no? I feel like after all of this, she might be like, I need to work on myself. Try this, and it doesn't really work. There's really no situation where we ended up together where either of us was happy. He's like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "I think I need to work on myself right now." Mm -hmm. But call me in six months. Honestly, yeah. Here you go. Uh, I've got some work (laughs) to do, but if you're still single in six months, let's get a beer. Yeah, I like that. I think that's fun. Yeah. Great. But also, like all of the wishes, it was her choice. Like she was trying to force it. Right. In the real world, maybe he is down. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, but I, I like the I like him asking her out, her saying, thanks, but no thanks, not right now. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. That feels that feels like it makes sense. Yeah, I think for the way we've reshaped this narrative, that works for me. Right. Good. So then in that case, let's talk about casting. Great. <laughs> so we have Kristen Wiig, obviously. Obviously, and our devil is Sophia Butella. Uh, I'll talk about my Allison, my Al first, because I uh-huh. think we'll likely end up going with yours. Um, my Al is Ricky Lindholm. Uh, so Garfunkel and Oates, she, it, she's the blonde one from Garfunkel and Oates. It's Kate Micucci, uh, Ricky Lindholm. She's also uh, one of the founders and creators of Another Period. She's in Knives Out. Oh, yeah. She's very funny. Nice. Oh, like, yeah, kind of a quirky. Yeah. Yeah, quirky vibe. Yes. I thought she would be a fun match to Tim Robinson. But since we don't have that, tell me who, uh, tell me who our Al really is. Um, I went with Tay Diggs. (laughs) Look at you. You're taking a sip at the perfect time for to spit it out. Um, (laughs) Be really careful. Why Tay Diggs? Um, because he's, uh, very attractive. He's like, he's just a really attractive, he looks like a very confident guy, someone who I think an, an insecure person, like, you know, this version of Elliot, we're working with Kristen Wiig, I feel like he could be someone that she really admires from afar, and he's just too, he's just too big to approach, too, like, he's like larger than life. Hey, you know what? That, yeah. that works for me. We'll go Great. with Tate Diggs. That and he's has, very talented and he's a babe. So for all these reasons and more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um I did have if if we were going to go with Kristen Bell, um I did have a Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the love yeah, interest. Yeah. A little bit more age appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Uh good. I think Tay Diggs is a fun choice. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Then let's talk about, because there aren't that many characters in this. The only other people I have are the four friends and then God. Same. So the, the, the one friend that I recognized was like Orlando Jones, because it's Orlando Jones. Yeah. And so I was trying to come up with someone who kind of fit that same sort of idea. And I was trying to find other sort of comedy people. And this guy's a little bit less well known, but I, I found an actor named Jermaine Fowler. Okay. He's stand up for sure. Yeah, definitely a stand up. He's almost exactly the same age as me. Um, he's going to star in Coming to America too. Yeah, he's he's literally on the the cusp of like big stardom mm-hmm. and fame. 
but he, nice. he's been in Friends of the People. He's one of the voices in BoJack Horseman. And I just thought he'd be a good, funny guy to to play this dude. Great. Yeah. I mean, I like I like the look of him. Sure. Who did you have? I love for, BoJack. Um, <laughs> who did you well, have I for Dan? Yeah, I didn't have like direct uh, recasting. I was just like, what group of people would I like to be funny jerks in this movie? Um, <laughs> Fair. So, so in that case, in that case, should we introduce all four of ours and then just yeah. like, pick and choose the four we like? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, great. Then who is a funny jerk that you've got? Um, Jason Manzukis. Yeah, that's a that's an amazingly fantastic funny jerk. Thank you. I thank love you. Jason Manzukis. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't know who that is and don't listen to uh, How Did This Get Made, tell us a little bit about Jason Menzikas. Uh He is incredibly funny. He's a very talented actor, amazing improviser. He uh, had a role on The Good Place uh, as uh, as Derek, the um, <laughs> the person that uh, Janet made. Uh, the first person. person. The first person that Janet made. Not a, yeah, not, not a person. Correct. Correct. Um, but he's incredibly funny. He's got wonderful timing. Um, and he's got a very, very unique look to him. Yeah. Um, that's just very him. But he's an amazing improviser. Love it. Yeah. Uh, then the next person I have is uh, a woman named Sahana Srinvasan. She is a host uh, for a TV show called Brainchild, but she's also a... Cool. She was my Bob. Cool. Um, my next person was Darcy Carden. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. <laughs> okay. Look, can you tell I'm a huge fan of The Good Place and everyone on it? I mean, just because that's been 80% of your casting so far? 80? Not quite or, 80. All right. 60%. All right. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Four, you, tell me Darcy Carden wouldn't, you tell me Darcy Carden wouldn't be a great no, funny Darcy jerk. Carden. Darcy Carden is fantastic and brilliant and amazing. And everyone loves Darcy Carden because everyone loves The Good Place. And if they don't, they're wrong. Correct. Good. My Jerry or other person is Will Forte. Oh, yes. Delightful Will Forte. Yeah. Especially because we've got Kristen Wiig. It's someone who's, I'm sure, already friends with her. Will Forte, who does all sorts of comedian things, does a bunch of like SNL stuff and uh, was on Last Man on Earth. And the the National Lampoon movie. MacGruber. I need to see MacGruber. Yeah, it was all right. It's, it's one of those things that's on my list. And every time I go to a movie, and I'm like, let's try MacGruber. Everyone's like, no. And I'm like, why? <laughs> nice. One um, of these days. Uh, my next person is Lakeith Stanfield. Yep. Lakeith Stanfield. Tell us about Lakeith Stanfield. He's great. Uh, he was on Atlanta. Um, he was in Get Out. He just was in a feature film with Issa Rae. Let's see. He's great. He's got the range. I think he's very funny. He also does a voice on BoJack Horseman. Yep. Yep. He's also weirdly younger than anyone ever thinks he is. Really? How, how old is he? I don't know. I just remember everyone was like, he's 20. Oh my God, he's 28. Yeah. Yeah, he was born in 91. God damn. Good for him. Yeah. Looking good. <laughs> and then my last uh, person is Nicole Byer, who oh, is yeah. another comedian. I think her most famous thing that she's doing right now is she's the host of a TV show called Nailed It, which is one of the Great British Bake Off knockoffs, except it's people who are bad at baking. <laughs> and she's just a delightful person, full of energy. And I thought yep. that like kind of a, a, a different kind of uh, comedic presence. Has also been on The Good Place. Remind me who she was in The Good Place. She was the mailman in The Good Place. Like oh, when they that's actually right. Got the Good Place, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mister, oh, she was so good. Of my answers are The Good Place related. Get out of here. Look, at least one of mine has to be. It's a perfect show. It is. It really is. Uh, Nicole Byer also hosts uh, a great podcast right now called um, Why Won't You Date Me? <laughs> I'll so, check that out. I do go. love podcasts. Um, so I actually didn't have a fourth. I just picked the, the three, I guess the three dudes who were the ones who kept traveling. I didn't pick the, the girl who was just a jerk at the office. Carol. Yeah. Is Carol, that her name? Yeah. Carol's in there. She is, uh, in, she's the one that introduces Allison when Allison's like, who's that guy, uh, in the, in the rich oh, one. Oh, I didn't even recognize her. 
Yeah, and then she is, I don't think she's in the basketball scene, but she's in, I don't know, she's in it at least twice, and I don't remember what the other ones are. Nice. She just disappears into that role. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, then of, of our seven, who are you thinking? Um, I think Manzukis is a show I think Manzukis yeah. for sure. For sure. And I think Lakeith Stanfield, he might be a little out of out of the reach of this small role. I feel like he's he's doing I don't think he would take the job so we can probably nix him. Maybe. But if we do Jason Manzukis, Darcy Carden, Jermaine Fowler, and uh, Nicole Byer, I think that'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. A, I'm a good with that. The known and the unknown. I think that's good. I want to get to the God casting. So let's get to the God casting. Tell Great. me about who you have for God. Allison Janney. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, especially when they're now a, a sample giver. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It works so well. Yeah. Uh, who did I, you I can't, have? I specifically, I specifically put that I wanted God to be someone we didn't know. It's like, it could be anybody. Oh, okay. I was, I was getting smart, Alec. Allison Janney's better. Yay, Allison Janney. <laughs> Allison Janney is another one of those people who I'm like, Allison Janney would also be a really good Elliot. Um, I mean, I think Allison Janney is a good everyone. Every Absolutely everyone. Yeah. But yes, absolutely Allison Janney is God. Boom. For sure. Yep. Then that that leaves us with just the writer and the director, unless you have a writer-director. I don't. Uh, for writer, I picked Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> Look, I just think she's great. I just I love Fleabag so much. I mean, definitely getting into the the attractive person representing a religion. Yeah, yeah, sure. All. Yep. The wait, was okay, it hot you know, doctor? Just, it was hot priest. What? It's hot priest, right? Not hot doctor. Hot, hot priest. Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I always get like I always get that name of the character confused with like uh, someone. For, I think it's Scrubs. Doesn't matter. Sorry, I interrupted. That's okay. Uh, hot priest. Um, <laughs> so it's like I know we're like we're picking a writer, but frankly. You and I just wrote this, so we really we should be. Right. We should be. We literally rewrote this in the we last did. hour. Yeah, and we did great, and we're excellent at this. Yeah, uh, and if anyone's listening who wants to pay us to write the full treatment, we will happily do that. That's true. We are available, surprisingly, these days. Very available. I'm employed right now, but who knows how long that'll last, so. Same. Yep. Not same. Opposite of same. Different. <laughs> Uh, the writer that I had was Josh Thomas from Everything's Gonna Be Okay and Please Like Me. Okay. Just because the tone of that kind of matched what I thought we would be going for for Bedazzled. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to cross it out and just write uh, Lauren and Sam. Great. Hap- I will happily about- delete Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah, because normally when we do something like this, it's a lot more like, so what's the tone of this? And what are some set pieces you like? I don't think we've ever just like, here's the movie. I was just, I was going to talk to you after this recording and be like, oh my God, I came in with cast. I did not come in with rewrites, but okay, we did it. We got through it. I don't come in with rewrites either. It's normally something that we discover like as we're having the conversation. Great, great. Which which is more fun because like I feel like if someone actually wrote it, they'd be way more upset if we're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. I did so much work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- um, this is exactly how it normally goes. Great. Who do you have for uh, director? Drew Goddard, who directed The Good Place a lot and hey! uh, <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods is a very good movie. Yes. Yes, it um, is. And he's an excellent director and he's done a bunch of things. Like he's done the movie and TVs and who are we kidding? The tone of this is very good place. Like I was making fun of you, but you're absolutely right to pull from the good place for this. Indeed. Um, I picked um, Paul Feige. That's another excellent choice. Mm-hmm. Someone who's worked with Kristen Wiig a bunch, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I like, uh, yeah, Bridesmaids, The Heat. Is it Paul Feige? I, I always pronounce it as like Paul Feige, Paul Feige, whatever. Uh, the, the important thing is, is I'm such a big fan of Paul Feige, Paul Feige that uh, he was my choice uh, for the last episode we did. Oh, did. really? 
Yeah. Nice. And, and if you haven't listened to this, that episode already, spoilers, but he ended up being our choice to re, uh, to direct the remake of Ace Ventura. Nice. Okay, cool. I mean, both Drew Goddard and uh, Paul Feige are people who have come up before on the show, so I'm perfectly happy to go with either one of them. But if we're leaning into the good place, I would say Drew Goddard. All right. I'm good with Drew Goddard. All right. Then let me take you through Bedazzled. 2020. Uh, Bedazzled 2020. Yeah. Elliot, still the name? Sure. That's, yeah, that cool. worked. Yeah. Elliot will be played by Kristen Wiig. The Devil will be Sophia Batella. Allison will be Tay Diggs. Or, I'm sorry. Al will be Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. Our four friends and comedians will be Jermaine Fowler, Jason Manzukis, Darcy Carden, Nicole Byer. And God will be Allison Janney. All of this was just written by Lauren Bancroft and Sam Gash and will be directed by Drew Goddard. That is bedazzled. Lauren, you going to go, go see this movie you wrote? Um, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Really cool. excited. Hope it comes out soon. Um, I'm on we board. Need content. We do. We do. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a good looking recast we have here. I think so. I'm pretty happy with this. Great. So then, Lauren. Yes. Plug, plug your stuff once again. Tell people about your podcasts and then sure. about your social medias. Great. Um, I, you can find me on social media at Bancroft, B-A-N-C-R-O-F-F-E-D on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also on Facebook. Um, that same handle for all three. My two podcasts right now are Pingcroft Pod. You can check us out on uh, the N-O-T-L-G network. That's vnotlg.com. Uh, in Historical Hookups, anywhere you get your podcasts, it's at Historical Hooks on Instagram and Twitter. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in following me, I'm at Sam Gash, S-A-M-G-A-S-C-H on Twitter, or you can follow the podcast at Ideal Remake on Twitter or Instagram, but mostly Instagram. Uh, you can also join us on Facebook at Ideal Remake or Ideal Remake Podcast, and Ideal Remake is now on uh, YouTube. And... The other thing I wanted to do is we got a new review and I wanted to read that and thank the person who left it. Great. Don't know who wrote this, but uh, what they said, and this is going to be self-aggrandizing. So I apologize to everybody. Sam's love of movies is apparent in his dissection and reconstruction of blockbusters and flops with the goal of making them better. Of course, he has a lot of fun doing it as well and keeps you interested in laughing along the way to the ideal version of the movie of the week. He isn't trying to belittle the movies he and his guests reconstruct, but truly take what may have been a good idea but not executed well and make it better or update an old classic for our modern taste and cast it doesn't take itself too seriously and great for the casual movie fan and the movie file so i want to thank you beaker nx01 for leaving this review it honestly has brightened my day and week oh cute yeah so that's that uh the only thing that we have left to do is lauren what is your favorite quote from the movie bedazzled I think uh, you just got to give it 110%. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. All right, cool. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. I, honestly, though, we don't normally end up completely rewriting the movie. But we okay. totally ended up completely rewriting the movie. We really did, yeah. We did great, and we really gave it 110%. We got to do good, and we got to feel good, and everyone went out there and played their best today. I could just sweat streaming off your face. <laughs>